Many of you have asked how you can support our podcast and suggested that we start a donation page. So that's exactly what we did. Head to the link in our bio on Instagram and click support us to donate to our PayPal page today. Any amount, however big or small, means the absolute world. And we will be using these funds to keep growing the Pip Fam with the hopes that we can reach more people and help others feel less alone. We also have our beautiful faux leather untold stories journals available on our website. We want to encourage each of you to look within and realize the power of your voice. Each notebook is designed for you to take on the go with beautiful gold foiled hand lettering. We can't wait to hear about the untold stories you have to tell. We are so grateful that each of you choose to spend your days with us. Every little bit is greatly appreciated. All the information is listed in the description below. Stay safe and healthy, Pip Fam, from the inside out. I just came by to stir your soul up a bit. This is the Perfectly Imperfect Podcast with Regina and Christine, where we share our stories as women openly and honestly. We believe it's through our journeys, our happy and sad times that connect us as sisters, because we're all perfectly imperfect. Hi guys, and welcome back to the Perfectly Imperfect Podcast, where we have vulnerable conversations about mental health, self-growth, and relationships. I'm Regina. And I am Christine. Oh my goodness. I cannot believe it is October. I feel like this entire year has been the longest, shortest year of ever. (laughs) Of the history of humanity and Earth and everything. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, there's just been so much chaos happening on every front that... Yeah, I can't believe we're in spooky season heading into Thanksgiving and Christmas, and then it's going to be 2021. Gosh. That's how I view, like, October, November, December. In other years, it's always felt like that. Once October hits, like, November and December just goes blah, 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 blah. Yeah, right? shoot, it's February. Exactly. I feel like October to December is just its own one month. Yeah. (laughs) But this year is different, and we are, as we're recording this, elections are coming up. Yes. I know both of us have a lot of feels. How have you been feeling? I don't even know how to describe it. I never expected that in my lifetime, there would ever be an election that I would be this nervous about. Because I think looking back at 2016, I was like, there's no way he's going to win. So I was just like, I'm just going to do my part. And you know, it'll be smooth sailing. Haha, JK. This year definitely holds a completely different weight. I've never felt this way about an election before. I've never done more research than I have this election, which I feel like is a good thing, right? Like I'm being a responsible citizen for once in my life. It's definitely weighing on me, especially now as we're going into month eight of the pandemic. Like, ah, I I don't even know how to like formulate my words because I'm just so nervous, so frustrated, so scared. Because I think no matter who wins, like people are going to be upset. There might be chaos. Who knows? I don't know. Just a lot of feelings. And I I want to do as much as I can, but I also feel a little helpless in what I'm able to do. I mean, after you just said that, I need to take a deep breath. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, like it, it, it's been a buildup. And I think the closer that we get to elections, the more it feels like everything's going to blow because Mm -hmm. the closer that we get, and it's been true in past elections, which is why they've said like October, don't trust anything of the news that gets brought up because 
parties will bring up like the shadiest stuff to sway your vote. Yeah. It's even more so now mm-hmm. on top of here in California, as people are submitting their ballots, we have to worry about these fake ballot boxes that the oh GOP is putting out there and yeah. that they're not even backing down. They're like, uh, okay, but like, how is that legal? Can we talk about that for a second? Like, they're like, hey, look, who's been putting out these fake ballot collector mailbox things and they're like oh we did that yeah and then that's it that's it that's it wait i I don't i don't understand they're arguing that it's not illegal because you actually can give your ballot to somebody else to submit the ballot for you and they're like how is this any different we're just submitting it for you but what was illegal was that they put official (laughs) ballot drop box when it's not official there are so many rules and procedures that are set for these official drop boxes yeah but the thing that really is so frustrating is that they refuse to back down they're like you know what we'll see you in court then you want to sue us we're not taking it down and it's like i feel like that's been the blatant in your face energy from the trump administration that they continuously perpetuate and encourage because it's like we know what we're doing is illegal but we don't care and it's like, what are you going to do about it? It just feels like it's been a big bully. Everything is just like, a, just so that the normal things that we, I guess, took for granted, now we have to fight for. Oh my God. I'm like laughing to keep myself from crying because I, it, it, it's the most ridiculous shit I've ever seen. And I don't understand how this is legal. I feel like, honestly, the U.S. really needs to take a look back at the Constitution and there needs to be some changes that need to be made to our government because one, the president should not have this much power. Two, people who do shady things like this in the government need to be held accountable. Like, there's just so much chaos. Yeah. I'm getting, like, so heated just as we're talking about this again. It's just... To me, at the end of the day, to calm myself down, I'm like, this is the rude awakening. Mm-hmm. Literally, hashtag rude awakening that we, <laughs> as a, here in America, but also I think in the world, and because this is triggering a lot of things in different countries. Yeah, it's obviously our president affects the freaking world. Yeah. It's been stuff that's been happening, except we weren't paying attention. Therefore, it's mm-hmm. gotten to this point that we're now having to pay attention. Exactly. It's like a double-edged sword. It's actually just terrible all around, but at least we're getting more educated and, you know, people are really starting to care and step it up, which I love seeing. So, And, you know, I respect (sighs) so much of what you're saying. We definitely put a lot more work into researching what the heck we were voting on in terms of propositions, who we're voting in. Mm -hmm. You don't take this for granted anymore. You're like, my vote matters. And it really does shape what the next, like the policy, Policies that will be enacted and will affect not only my life, but other people's lives that we are now being conscious of, of how it affects them, because we can feel it in a certain degree. And we've had the privilege to not have it really our survival depends upon it. Yeah. All of that to say, this is why we're doing this sister advice episode is dedicated to mental health and elections. I know. So we put those questions out there and we got a lot of questions back from you guys in terms of feelings and thoughts. And let's jump into today's sister advice. All right. So some of the questions that we got 
we actually have answered in previous episodes and have dedicated like episodes to those subjects. When we put out the question of what are your thoughts about mental health? What are your thoughts about the election, upcoming election? We have questions on how to deal with depression, how to help people who are depressed or friends or family and want to suggest our depression episode, which is episode 70, where I update you guys on how I've dealt with depression and how you can help people in your lives that you care about or just even have a more objective point of view when it comes to depression and how to address it, how to really be helpful versus harmful. Mm. And then ClaireJasmine.R asked about, you know, how do you cope with parental, sisterly, family conflict and passive aggression at home? And we actually have a few episodes touching on these topics. And those are episode 84, 85 and 80, Sister Advice Family. We dig a lot deeper into those subjects in those episodes. So feel free to give those a listen. But we can definitely revisit this topic in the future episodes as well. Yeah, so we definitely hear you on, especially now with quarantine, because we got quite a few questions regarding how do I deal with my family during this time? How do I deal with negative family dynamics and how it affects my mental health and all of that? And we really go into depth into these episodes. So we feel you on that. But the specific questions that we wanted to answer in this episode regarding mental health election and just during this time. So the first question is from underscore jennifer dot y and she said feeling lost and lonely single no friends especially during covid how to deal and future outlook this is something that i can definitely relate to i'm living at home with my parents again and i feel like i haven't spent that much time with people my age a lot of my friends are you know living with their significant others while i'm happy for them i think that it can also be extremely lonely because Pre-quarantine, I was actually, I told Christine this, but I was actually dating a lot more. I was like on the apps and I was like going out and, you know, hanging out with my friends and to go from that to being isolated at home. I don't have a car and I really, really stuck at home. And first few months of quarantine, I was definitely like, okay, I can get used to this. Like, this is fine. Mm -hmm. This is fine. And then, you know, that dog image that was like, this is fine with like the fire, but everything is burning down around him. Yeah. Yeah. But now it's like this is fine with like a billion house plants around him that's um that's me um but i've i've definitely had my fair share of like feeling lonely i feel like this time of quarantine has been a lot of self-reflection honestly self-reflection on myself my habits my relationship with people uh what kind of relationships i want to have with my friends moving forward in the future etc And I definitely fell into like a deep, dark hole many days where I'm just like, oh my God, all my friends are moving on with their lives. Like, what am I doing? We're in a freaking pandemic. (laughs) So like, how is that going to help me out in my situation? It's just been a lot. And so I think that the things that I have been telling myself are instead of using everything I just said in a negative connotation, it's like, how do I spin it? to become something that's productive for myself and my mental health and, you know, how I view myself looking forward. During this time, it has really showed me like what kind of life I really want to live. And the times that I'm feeling lonely, I realize, hey, maybe I just need to 
call someone or do something that like I enjoy or want to do. And so actually during quarantine, I feel like I've been investing in a lot of new hobbies that I've talked to Christine about because she's super crafty and I'm always so impressed with all the cute things that she creates. I'm always like, oh, that's so cute. And yeah, I want to try that, but I never do. And now I feel like it's the time where I don't really have an excuse of not having enough time because let's face it, we're all home. So I feel like, you know, being able to invest in myself in that way being able to do things within my control. And when it comes to relationship and being single and things like that, like I definitely feel you. This is also a wonderful time to like think about and maybe envision like, okay, what would my ideal partner look like? Or what are the traits that I feel like I could really use in a time like this? Especially looking at like Christine and Jack's relationship, I see how well they complement one another. And I think that that is also like serves as inspiration for me too, where I'm I'm like, oh, that's really nice. And I appreciate those things. And, you know, learning your love languages and learning to understand other people's love languages. Like, I think that there's so much more depth other than just being like, oh, well, I'm single that we can think about in this period of time of hopefully, you know, self-growth and self-development and things like that. And I think that the more we work on those things and investing on things that make us happy, it will eventually lead us to the path that we had once hoped for ourselves, even though that may seem very, very far away <sighs> at this moment in time. Yeah, I think everything that you said really hit on how lonely it does feel, how isolating. Those feelings just don't go away. And it almost feels like when is it ever going to go away because there's no end in sight it feels like Mm -hmm. but I think the key thing to remember that it will end Mm -hmm. and what can you do in the meantime Mm -hmm. I like all the things that you said about what's been working for you I love the spin on well how can you redirect that negative outlook and make it work for you also it's like what does your loneliness tell you if you want to dig in deeper it's like what is this lonely isolating thing telling you beyond just I feel lonely Mm -hmm. you know I can't see your friends but you do have friends (laughs) you know and maybe Mm -hmm. what is important to you is quality time and these are things that are telling you maybe in a future partner these are the ways that you like to spend quality time maybe once quarantine ends that you're not going to take time for granted that you can go out to a cafe with friends and catch up and things that you will be able to do soon I know soon Mm -hmm. is ambiguous but it's soon you know Mm -hmm. in the meantime what can you do that it sounds like you know you want to do stuff that either takes your mind off of things or can be purposeful and purposeful for you right and I think this is actually a good time if you actually lean into this quote-unquote indefinite period of how long am I going to be here for as space that you can plan for future. You can really reflect Mm -hmm. on maybe how has your life been going before the pandemic and is it the way that you want it to go? And now you have time to actually plan accordingly and see what that means. Maybe it is right now signing up for an online course and having time to like, oh, I've always wanted to learn how to draw. Well, there's plenty of like tutorials or Skillshare classes. Our friend Mimi is always like hosting Mm -hmm. classes. I think for me, what really helps is creating routine. When I have just ambiguous time, I end up spending most of that time in bed feeling totally unproductive and just helpless, a blob of a human being. Yeah. 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 And what do I do in bed? I'm on my phone Mm -hmm. and watching more TikTok videos of (laughs) people criticizing Trump and like the state of the the world, etc. And I'm like, it just kind of spins. But you know, some days you'll have days like that and giving yourself patience and kindness throughout that. 
But also I understand for me creating a routine as simple as when I wake up, one of the first things that I do is I make matcha latte. Mm, yum. You know, and I could yeah. totally understand how people who like drinking coffee in the morning and mm-hmm. get into the ritual of brewing coffee, however they do it, all these different ways, you wake up to like, oh, I'm going to do that. And that's mm-hmm. something that gets me started. And mm-hmm. I'm excited to do that. So yeah. for me, creating a routine helps. No, definitely. I feel like so this week is the first week that I've been doing this actually with my mom. We've been trying to stretch every morning for like between like 10 to 20 minutes, sometimes even half an hour. I've been trying to do more like breathing exercises. I noticed that that has helped me with my anxiety a lot. And I was telling Christine too, like, you know, the daily affirmations that you always send are like group chat and things like that and send to me when you know that I'm going through a rough time. Like I've started listening to some like affirmations with like breathing exercises and things like that like I have a Mm. I have the Peloton app and they have like a meditation and they have one specifically titled courage and I was like ooh, I need that one and it just I don't know it just feels good I agree with you to have a routine to have something to look forward to to have like rituals that you know will calm you down and it's definitely a process of like trial and error right like you don't just find right off the bat like you can get inspiration from other people but not everything that other people do will work work for you. I love being able to have these things to look forward to, whether it's in the morning or at night. They have really just helped my day like run more smoothly. Do you talk to your plants? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what? (laughs) Because I wonder, it's like, I know probably watering them is a routine in yours, but like, yeah, I've never asked you that. Do you like talk to your plants? That's true. I guess sometimes I do. Or like, I don't say it out loud, but I have heard that if you talk to your plants, like you exhale carbon dioxide and that's like supposed to be good for them. That's why like talking to your plants is supposed to be good. And some people actually play music for their plants. I haven't reached that level yet, but perhaps one day. (laughs) I was watching a TikTok video where this guy was like, he bought like a new cactus and he was like, oh, I heard talking to your plants, saying positive things to your plants will help them thrive. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I put a comment out there on my iPhone. IG for people to like say good comments to you and I'll read them to you and he was he was reading it to his it was like the cutest thing ever he's like you will be tall and beautiful and just as you are you're making the world a better place all these I was like oh my god that's so cute oh my god I love that yeah I need to start doing that (laughs) I need some more positivity in my life because in essence like you get to soak up that positivity too right yeah exactly exactly see guys I was telling Christine I was like she needs to start doing daily affirmations because she's so good at them and that I was like I I need Christine telling me every day you got this (laughs) you can do it oh thank you i mean i get so much inspiration from you so it just right back at you wow that's the nicest we've ever been to each other i know is that weird everyone's like oh this is weird this is weird (laughs) but another thing that i get excited about during this time is that i know you can't you can't see your friends and obviously you miss them but then the small acts of kindness where it's Mm. like oh i i see regina do this all the time with her friends they'll like cook pasta for each other or like they'll bake cookies and they'll drop it off for one another I love that me and Jack always make curry because it's our go-to mm. comfort food and mm-hmm. then we're like oh why don't we make some for both of our parents and just drop it off and even mm. just that in itself is like okay let's go buy ingredients yeah it was like just making that and then giving 
it to them gave us a purpose to go see them drop it off and it's not like we're sitting there talking to them and spending all this time but it's like i thought of you and then that mm-hmm. kind of creates a chain of like oh they're like oh you know what oh you mentioned that your mom also likes this fruit well i'm growing this fruit so jack's mom will like, have jack drop off fruit from their tree to give to my parents and it just mm-hmm. kind of starts this chain reaction yeah yeah it fits the purposes of like i miss you i'm thinking of you and yeah here's just a smile to give to you yeah i love that and i think during this time it's just that we have to put in that extra effort that extra initiative that would have otherwise come more easily like christine and i would have seen each other way more often at this point and we would have been able to you know like go to coffee shops and things like that but because we can't our like love language now comes in forms of like this tiktok made me think of you and like you know oh this really reminded me of you or hey i know you're going through a rough time like you know sending messages in that way so we'll definitely check in with each other a lot more yeah because obviously everyone's mental health nowadays you're just like how are you you know (laughs) so that that matters a lot in just being able to think more outside of the box of the confines of what we're in in the situation but that you can still find ways to make it work for you and your loved ones for sure for sure yeah oh yeah i I know one last thing Mm -hmm. i know i said that before but like what i do to get myself excited to work on projects that i want to work on Mm. is i definitely go on pinterest that's for me and i just see things that i'm like oh that's cool that's something that i actually want to try and want to do and that gets me Mm -hmm. excited because i'm like oh what do i have at home that i can do that and make this or what i feel like really is inspiring nowadays is yes it's really a crappy time but people are channeling those feelings into whatever art form or even just writing and just posting it online whether it's in a tiktok video or putting it as a graphic on Instagram or even just writing it out and taking a picture of it and putting it on like sharing your journal. And I feel like that connects so many other people to how you're feeling, Mm -hmm. putting it out in the universe and letting other people know that they're not alone. Definitely. So it's so powerful. Yeah. I need to spend some more time on, on Pinterest. I just opened it up as you said that. And now I'm like, (laughs) Oh, there's so much that I would like to look at and do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right, so jumping to our second question, and it's from Melody J. Ma, and she asks, how has your experience with therapy helped you grow? I think this is a super important and great question to ask, especially in relation to mental health. And, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's elections or during quarantine or COVID, therapy has helped me and Regina so much during this year. Mm-hmm. Both Regina and I use BetterHelp. Mm-hmm. Now that we're in it, it's like, wow, it's dramatically helped our mental state on a day-to-day, to be honest. And I think for me, all the reasons why I hesitated to do therapy before are the exact reasons why now I'm in it. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is exactly why I needed therapy. And it's nothing where it's like drastic and like, oh my God, my life has completely shifted like a 180. But we realize the importance of our mental state on the day-to-day. And that is exactly what we're talking about throughout 2020. It's like you realize on a day-to-day how much your thoughts affect your mood, affect your decisions. And now that we're stuck at home and you're unable to distract yourself with other things, you realize that it's here all the time. You know, the filter that we see the world, the things that we've pushed aside, the things that we suppress and have not dealt with are the very things that manifest in our lives in terms of imposter syndrome or paralyzed by perfection, feeling that we're not good enough, not taking risks, feeling like we're a failure, avoiding people, Mm -hmm. being afraid of intimacy, 
being vulnerable. Those are all things that really are barriers to us feeling free mm-hmm. and the most ourselves. Therapy has helped being able to sift through that because there's so much of it that we've pretty much settled or just conditioned ourselves to just live with and be strong, just push through it, ignore it. It's like a cavity. It's an infected cavity inside that is only going to get worse and worse. You think the more that you suppress it or you ignore it, that, oh, oh, it's not in my life anymore. But actually, if 2020 has shown anything, it just comes back stronger and harder. It doesn't go away. So being able to talk and invest in myself and give myself at least an hour every week or every other week to talk to a professional who can help me see things from a different perspective or help ask questions that I never thought of. Mm -hmm. And especially with a therapist who has the background to be like, well, you know, based off of what you're saying and what you've said before, like processing grief, these are the different stages. And it sounds like, you know, you could be at this point and just giving you context from their education and the clients that they work with that even with like, stages of grief you can go through it at different rates different stages i never actually think of the stages of grief let alone know that you can repeat different stages at different Mm -hmm. points Mm -hmm. i just thought that once you get through it that you should be over it Mm -hmm. like why are you still coming back to it It feels like you're regressing right Mm -hmm. but even that was enlightening for me Mm -hmm. so much of therapy has been the investment of doing the inner work to remove those barriers that I may not even have known that that were so ingrained in me that have prevented me from doing the things that I actually want to do, especially now as a grown adult. And it's like realizing things that I've held on to throughout my life that maybe at one point did protect me. But as of this point now, what I know of myself and what I want to do is actually getting in the way. So yeah, what about you, Regina? How has therapy helped you? I definitely relate to a lot of what you said. And I think for me... It's been just really nice too to like be able to ramble like everything that's going on in my brain and then have a third party perspective on it. You know, I know that some of you guys were talking about dealing with family during this time. And, you know, I've said on this podcast many times, I have a good relationship with my parents, but that doesn't mean that, you know, we don't drive each other crazy. And I think being in close quarters during quarantine has definitely amped up that crazy. And so I think that I notice a lot of the language that my mom uses with me now that is very similar to the language that she used with me as a kid. And I think that those can be triggers for me where, you know, I was just talking to our PIP team the other day where sometimes my mom, she's very sarcastic in nature, but I think that sometimes her words can come off as super harsh and she'll say something like, ah, like a mo yonga, which is like, oh, need some mail yong, like you're, you're so useless. And like, you know, the first time you say that, it's like, oh, haha, yeah, I can't do this. But then if it keeps being repeated over and over and over again, then it, I start to feel that. I start to feel useless. And then I'm like, oh my God, you're right. Like, I can't do all these things that I set my mind to and that I wanted to do. And I feel like those things, like being able to say it, that's one way of release. And I actually think that the second release is when the other person says it Mm -hmm. back to you. Like when Christine says, so when your mom says that to you, how does that make you feel? And you're like, 
Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> and I feel like that's a lot of what my sessions have been, where I think I even talked about the guilt that I feel about not going into the medical field still to this day, and how my mom doesn't really understand what is a podcast, what you know, where is this clothing line really going to take you, how are you going to build this financial stability, which are all legit questions. But I think that to have my therapist then ask me back, like, well, don't you think that if she doesn't understand what you're doing like do you think that a lot of your insecurity stems from that and Mm -hmm. I was like oh you know like it's just being able to know and acknowledge your feelings but then have it regurgitated and forcing you to think deeper exactly like what Christine says like I think that that is what allows for the self-growth and the self-reflection it's just been a wonderful way for me to get out of my own head I think therapy allows me to say exactly how I feel. And sometimes I start tearing up and it makes me realize like, wow, I didn't realize how much of an effect this really had on me. Because I think that there are so many ways that we are mean to ourselves in our head, but to actually say it out loud, you're like, oh shit, like that hits way deeper than I expected it to. Even the smallest issues that I was always like, oh, well, that doesn't really bother me. Well, that doesn't really bother me because I think that that's how I just program my brain to think. To really dive into all the issues combined and see that there's like a common theme or a common thread. To hear an outside perspective tell me, you know, like, well, actually, if you look at it from this perspective or the way that I view it, it helps me a lot just untangle and unscramble those thoughts yeah the way you described it which is it does feel like in our lives a lot of times is like this big huge knot mm-hmm. that you can never pull apart feels hopeless and things just keep accumulating the knot gets bigger and bigger and then the only coping tool that we've been taught as asians is just get over it mm-hmm. is not even real that mm-hmm. knot that you're feeling is not even real and you're like not only do i have to justify it I also have to convince myself that it's not real and that I'm weak. And Mm -hmm. these are actually all the things that make things worse. That's the thing that I learned through therapy as well as life coaching is that you get taught better tools. (laughs) In today's age and how society has progressed and also the real stresses that maybe our parents didn't have to go through, it affects us in much different ways, whether it's like maybe body image or not feeling good enough in different ways because social media is always in our heads or being inundated with too much information that it does definitely have an effect on us and our mental health. So instead of going to our toolbox of just getting over it and not working, but you keep going to it because that's the only thing that you know, you get shown by a professional other ways and other tools that you can deal with it in a more effective way. Mm-hmm. I always use like mental health in terms of like the analogy of going to a dentist because it's like <laughs> we always think of it like, oh, if my tooth is falling out and it's hurting like crazy, then I have to go deal with it but even then i don't even think we allow ourselves to do that because a lot of our parents tell us that therapy is not an option it shouldn't be an option right it's a waste of money Mm -hmm. but it's not though because what are you gonna do you're just gonna live with that pain forever just because it's not a physical pain doesn't mean that it's not pain and i think that's the thing where it's like what regina said about being validated Mm -hmm. that that in itself is healing Mm-hmm. versus having to convince people or people around you that this does affect you and the pain that you feel is real. 
like imagine going to the dentist all your life and never being told that you can prevent cavities by brushing your teeth. Mm. And then you finally go to a dentist and they're like, oh, here's a toothbrush and floss. Like you don't have to go through that. Right. The pain that you're feeling, you don't. Here you go. New tools that we just didn't know about before. Mm. Like it's handed to you. So I really do think that therapy and mental health or going to a life coach are all how I see it. Areas in your life that you notice that there are issues and problems with that you're going to a tutor that will help you get better faster. Mm-hmm. And you can get better. You can heal from it. It's up to you. Like, is that worth the investment in time for you? Or like, you know what your life is like already. Like the burden of things, how things get in the way of how you would like to be versus how you actually are. Yeah. Yeah. To me, therapy has helped tremendously. Yeah, I I completely agree. And I, I think too, it helps you identify a lot of like the destructive behaviors that I do that I don't really necessarily like even notice unconsciously like unconsciously like I think I saw a TikTok on this actually the other day where they were like listing destructive habits of people with like ADHD and one of them was like overspending and I was like oh my god that's me like whenever I'm like I deserve to treat myself and I just like order like a bunch of things online and then it shows up at my doorstep and I'm like immediately like oh my god why did I do that but mm-hmm. it's just like these like impulsive tendencies that I have that I realize like oh wow that actually stems from something it's not just a bad habit that I need to break like it actually comes from something in somewhere in my mind and it's like okay how can I better address these things being able to just gain awareness of that I think that that is something that takes a lot of inner working and learning on our part. Kind of like the research that we've been doing for the election. It's like research on poor habits that we have for ourselves or just like learning more so like Christine and her depression, me and like anxiety and ADHD. Learning more about that helps you cope with it as well. And I think that a therapist can also help walk you through a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like... I always think that we're always so interested in taking personality tests. Like we mm-hmm. all want to know so much about ourselves, whether it's the, was it the Enneagram or mm-hmm. Myers-Briggs and mm-hmm. all these different things just to get an insight. But this is like the most insight that you can get and you can uncover things that you would never even thought of about yourself. That is mm-hmm. so revealing, so breakthrough moment things that you don't even know that will happen in sessions and not to say that you have to have those breakthroughs every session but it actually just takes chipping away at it and knowing where to chip at Mm -hmm. and that's why working with a professional they know (laughs) they know exactly how to ask you know the patterns it's like one great ongoing personality (laughs) test for yourself to be like oh okay now that i know that where it's coming from and why i do that unconsciously Mm -hmm. it's like i procrastinate i hate Mm -hmm. procrastinating Mm -hmm. why do i always do this to myself and then then i actually don't even end up doing the thing and i just give up Mm -hmm. when why did you even start it in the first place the goal was for you to finish it and to do amazing things with it right so then you realize oh maybe procrastination comes from a place of feeling like you might fail at it it's not going to be as great as you had wished it would be and therefore you keep putting it off because you're afraid to confront that Mm -hmm. and that may come from a place of your childhood where you did try to do something and you failed at it and you're just like oh my god the longer i put this off the longer that i don't have to face it Mm -hmm. and that's what you keep doing now you know Mm -hmm. so those are the things that through therapy just helps you pick away at those knots that Regina said. 
Yeah. And if any of you guys are interested in getting therapy, as Christine said earlier, we use BetterHelp. And if you go to betterhelp.com slash pip, you can get 10% off your first month. Yes, definitely highly recommend it. So yeah, this is what we always say is like we talking this out. This is why we ask you questions because it's like, yes, we want to hear what's on your guys' mm-hmm. mind, but that we connect with what your questions are. We're like, oh my God, we were thinking the same thing. Thank you for asking that. Or or if you guys ask us a question that we totally didn't think about, we're like, it helps us process it too. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah, what do we think about that? And how has that affected our lives? So thank you guys for always being there for us and also replying to our sister advice questions that we put out there. Never hesitate to just even DM us or email us with questions that we put into a Google Doc to refer to in the future. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, it's a sister advice episode we say this all the time but they're some of our favorite episodes to record it just really makes us feel like we're talking with you guys and going through the same things so yes exactly reiterating what christine said thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of perfectly imperfect and we'll see you guys next week bye, bye. Yeah, the